My name is Holly Cato and this is my story. I believe God gives each of us a story to tell and the people and events that affect our daily lives become our story. When we share our story, we're really sharing God and what He's done for us. That's what becomes our living testimony. I don't believe our story ever ends. God continues to work with us and through us every second of our lives and the key is to open our eyes, our minds, and our hearts and to really see what God has placed in our lives. So I'm going to share with you a little bit of mine. Psalm 23 says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the quiet waters. He refreshes my soul and he guides my paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk in the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. You are my rod and my staff, and you comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of mine enemies and anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows, and surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life as I dwell in the house of the Lord forever. As long as I can remember, I've been brought up in the church. My parents tell us of a story that set our lives in this direction. I was born in Canton and my parents moved us to Minerva. When my parents were first married, my dad worked with a, name named, a man named Floyd Spielman. Floyd would ask my dad almost daily to come to church and it got to the point where my dad finally told my mom they would just go so he would quit asking. That very Sunday, when I was about three years old, my parents were saved. I was saved at church camp while I was in elementary school. I remember being around a campfire and the youth leader began talking to us. He asked if anyone who wanted to come forward would love to live for God and love God. I remember seeing the song, It Only Takes a Spark. The song goes, It only takes a spark to get a fire going, and soon all those around will warm up to its glowing. That's how you'll sing, it's fresh like spring, and you'll want to carry on. And that's when I believe the Spirit began talking to me and working on me. I came forward and gave myself to God, um, asked Him to forgive me of my sins and Jesus to come in my heart and my life. It was also during that time period that my dad was a youth, became a youth minister. Not long after that he decided um, he was being called into the ministry and so we moved to Houston, Texas during my fifth grade year. My dad attended Mid-America Bible College, and um, it was quite an exciting time when we lived in Houston. Uh, very memorable. While we were there, we experienced flying cockroaches. Our first Christmas as a family, uh, we went out to get a Christmas tree, and when we got home and my dad started setting up the tree, um, all these flying cockroaches came out from everywhere and so we started screaming and running all over the house. My mom grabbed the baby, which was my sister Jackie, and I believe I remember running into a bedroom and slamming the door. I think Brad was asking me to let him in, but I said, no way, I'm not opening the door, there's flying things around out there. So that's just a little bit of our sibling love. Also in Houston was, um, I was what you would call a latchkey kid. Uh, my parents both worked, my dad was going to college and working, my mom um, was working full time, Brad and Jackie were um, at a babysitter but I was old enough to come home on my own. And one day I came home and saw someone running out of our doors and jumping over our patio. 
Um, the TV had been unhooked and by the door, and we later found out that we had been in the middle of a robbery that I walked in on. Um, that's another time that I feel that God, you know, protected me. When I was old, I was able to babysit Brad. Um, and one particular time I was babysitting, I had made dinner and he didn't want to eat what I wanted had made so I told him that he could go make himself something he did he started a fire and uh, we had to run over to the neighbor's house they came over I thought I would help put it out but I threw a towel on it that kind of made it worse so our neighbors came over they were able to put it out for us and when our parents got home they were not very happy Um, it was in Houston that I do remember experiencing God's healing for the first time. Um, I was about in the sixth grade. I've worn glasses ever since kindergarten. The time I went to the eye doctor um, that year, they found fluid behind my retina. They explained to my mom and dad that this was a very serious situation and also how unusual it was that it's normally only found in older people. I had to see a specialist and do some testing and I was to have eye surgery. Uh, in my parents' wisdom, they took me to the front of the church on the Sunday before I was to have my pre-operation appointment and it was there that I was anointed and prayed for. At the pre-operation appointment, the doctor was no longer able to find the fluid behind my eye and they were not able to explain it, but we all could. God had healed me. At the end of my eighth grade year, we moved to Louisiana where my dad took his first church as a pastor. Um, we only lived there, however, a few years, but we, while we were there, made lifelong friends. Um, it was then where we moved to Dayton, Ohio. And at our first visit at the church that my dad was going to take, I met a really cute guy. Um, I at the end of the visit asked my mom you know who that was and she just laughed I asked her what she thought was so funny and she said well he asked about you too however he's off limits because he's going to be your youth pastor so I know you're all probably laughing about right now because you know what happened um, yes uh, during that time Jeff's family and my family became very good friends um, he eventually left for Mid-America Bible College, which was now located in Oklahoma City. Um, I remember being at graduation and looking up and seeing Jeff in the back. And after my graduation, he came over to my house and my grandma said to me, when he left, that's the boy you're going to marry. And I said, you're crazy. But um, inevitably, soon, soon after that, Jeff and I started dating. Um, we decided when we wanted to get married that we would sit our families down and have a good talk with them and uh, we thought it would be a really neat idea to have a pizza party and get all of our families together. So we did that and as soon as we announced that we would like to get married, my dad very quickly had all the children leave the table and go to the rooms and inform Jeff and I that we were not to get married until we were both finished with college. Uh, that lasted a couple months. A couple months later, we announced to my mom, Jeff was over at the house, and he jokingly said, 
hey, let's tell your mom that we might get married this summer and see what she says. So we did, and to our surprise, she got out her calendar and we planned it. After Jeff and I got married, we moved to Oklahoma City so he could finish college. Um, we had several exciting times also in Oklahoma City. Um, God also protected us from several disasters there. I was in a car accident. We had another fire. This time it was my fault, not Brad's. And it kind of got so bad that every time I would call Jeff at work, they would say something like, oh no, Jeff, something bad's happened again. It's Holly. So, uh, 1 Corinthians 10.30 says, So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. After Jeff finished his degree, we moved back home and I began working on my degree. Jeff worked as a youth minister and we started our family. Mitchell was first. It was a very hard labor and um, after a week after he was born, he was admitted to Children's Medical Center. He was there for a week and he had also had an illness when he was about three months old that put him in the hospital for a week. We had rushed him to urgent care and he'd become so dehydrated that they couldn't even get an IV um, in him at the urgent care so they immediately put him in an ambulance and sent him to Children's Medical Center. After several tests they never did find out what made him ill. Um, that was a very scary and the second time that we'd almost lost Mitchell but God had healed him. Isaiah 40 31 but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. After Mitchell's birth, I experienced another hand in God's healing and mercy. I'd lost a lot of weight and gotten to where all I could do is go to school, work, and when I got home, I had to go to bed. I developed a goiter in my throat and was diagnosed with hyperthyroidism and Graves' disease. We were told that the symptoms happened so slowly that many people used to die for it, die from it, before they could be diagnosed or before doctors were able to do blood work. I had to go to the hospital to do a liquid chemotherapy treatment. This was to eat away the enlarged part of my thyroid. Um, not long after that, I happened to be at home alone and uh, Mitchell was with his grandma, Jeff was at work, and all I can remember is falling to the floor. Um, I couldn't breathe, my chest was tight. I couldn't move. I just remember um, thinking to turn my head and I saw a phone by my shoulder and I was able to reach over and grab the phone. Um, I called my dad. I knew he could get to me the quickest. He took me immediately to his doctor and it was found out that the liquid radiation had eaten away too much of my thyroid. Um, I had had a small stroke and my body was shutting down from too little thyroid hormone. It was then that I was recommended to see a thyroid specialist, however, life got busy. Matthew 16, 23. Jesus turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan, you are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the things of God, but the things of men. It was during this time with Jeff in his early ministry that I was going to school and working. It was a hard time financially. I remember not being able to pay Mitchell's medical bills. We had a mortgage payment of $375 a month and had a hard time paying that. God provided for us again. We qualified for WIC and food stamps. And that was not an easy time. 
people treat you differently. It was during this experience that God gave me a passion for working with people in need. Growing up in my family, we were never wealthy. We wore clothes that my mom made us or hand-me-down clothes, and our parents worked their hardest to give us what we did have. But going through this experience made me realize that there is always someone else with a greater need and to find that person and reach out to them. When I found out I was pregnant with Avery, after the initial blood work, the doctor informed me that I was in danger of having a miscarriage um, with Avery due to my thyroid. Um, it was then that I did go to the specialist and began taking medication that I will take for the rest of my life. I still have yearly checkups and have my medicine adjusted, but God saved me from death and saved my beautiful Avery. When Zane, my third son, was born, he was not able to breathe right away. He was rushed away, and we actually were not able to hold him until the next day, and again, God had shown his healing hand to us. Philippians 3, 12-14 now that I have already obtained this, or have already arrived at my goal, but I press forward and take hold for that which Christ took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and, and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Jesus Christ. I've been in the ministry all my life, as a pastor's daughter and as a pastor's wife. I am a teacher and I consider that my ministry. Almost two years ago, Jeff and I began talking with Brad and Sarah and praying about planting One Love. Jeff and I decided that was something God was calling us to be a part of here. And here we are today. I cannot tell you the countless miracles and events that God has put in motion for His kingdom. Trials of this life, the rain, the storms, the hardest nights, all your mercies in disguise. As I said, this is only a part of my story. I know God is much more for me, and I'll be able to share it. I hope there's something I've said that has touched you or will help you or someone else. Remember, God gives us all a story. So it's yours.